If you turn your Bibles to Colossians, I want to look at three verses. Colossians chapter 2, I believe, or is it 1? Colossians chapter, yeah, chapter 2, verse 6 and 7 and 8. Let me read them and then dive in for a minute. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established or strengthened in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Look at 1.6. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus Lord, so walk, stay walking in him. Look at, seven's my point. Rooted, that word's on, rooted deep in him, built up high in, in him, and strengthened in the faith, just as you were taught about him with thanksgiving. And be careful that no one takes you captive, because it's happening by these things called philosophy, empty deceit, and human tradition. Paul, when he wrote this book, arguably the most Christological book, four chapters, I encourage your reading. My Supremacy of Christ, it's from Paul going off about Jesus in Colossians 1, 15 through 19. And he'll talk about Jesus being supreme in all things. But Paul's in prison, AD 62, He's in prison. He writes Ephesians and Philemon at the same time. And he sends these letters to the churches. He had never, ever been to Coloss. He writes this letter to them. Often you'll, write his, you'll see his letters and you'll do some personal stuff. Like he, you can tell he knows these people. They're his children in the faith. That's not what's going on here. Coloss had come to faith because when Paul was in Ephesus for three years tearing it up, I mean, read in Acts chapter 19. He's just ripping the city apart with the kingdom of God. It's turmoil. It ends up at the stadium that's around. They're burning stuff. It's, it's an amazing thing, honestly. A three-year powerful ministry to Ephesus. A guy named Epaphras from Coloss made the hundred-mile journey over and got in the midst of the Ephesus revival. And he was impacted. He never, you know, obviously never heard anything like it. Power of God's coming. And Paul is so... Highly Christological. Jesus is not just the Messiah, a man who was prophesied, yes, that's going to deliver them. He's God. He's God. He's the maker of everything. And Paul has gone OCD, I like to say, on Jesus Christ. He's gone off on him. He, I mean, believing, you know, remember Saul hated him. He thought he was a heretic and the movement was a cult. He's trying to kill it. Till he encounters Jesus on a ride up to Damascus, right? Light from heaven, Jesus encounter, and he, he moves from knowing, oh my gosh, he's not dead, he's alive. He's the Lord, he's the Messiah, he's God, he's Yahweh in flesh. And he begins to interpret, is how people say it, the Christ. We get the history of the Christ in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Awesome. John goes to another level. He and the word was, you know, the word was with God. And the word. It's powerful, the gospel of John. He's not interested in history. He's interested in the theology and the glory of who Jesus is. But Colossians and Ephesians are really exploding 
with how big Jesus is. Colossus had come to faith because Epaphras went down there and told them, but they, some time had gone by. Paul's in prison in Rome, his first imprisonment, and he hears that a bunch of deceivers have come in among the Colossus believers, as in lots of places, and were bringing heresy. And the core of the heresy was this. It was bringing down who Jesus is. It was degradating. It was trying to bring the Christ lower to make him or lodge him only in humanity or whatever it might be that he's not God. And so Paul pins this letter and he just goes off talking about how glorious Jesus is. In fact, some of the key themes are Jesus is preeminent over all creation, Lord of all human rulers and cosmic rulers. That there's rulers all over the planet, but in the spirit realm, and you'll read in Colossians, he, he's making a public spectacle of them, and Jesus is ruling. God has acted through Christ to secure redemption and reconciliation. He is the way to salvation. Believers are in Christ, and so share in Christ's death. It's our death, his resurrection, new life. It's all ours. He talks about Christ has defeated the powers of darkness on the cross, and Christians share in the power and the authority. And on and on, there's, I have some of the things up here. I'm not going to go through all of them. But he talks about these glorious things in the book of Colossians. But I wanted to look at these three verses with that backdrop. Because this is paramount in this day. And I'm going to use my gift of exaggeration to make a big deal out of this. And I don't think I can exaggerate. It is vital. I've got this, Michelle, after those verses. It is vital that disciples in this present day are deeply rooted in Christ and built up in Christ and strengthened in their faith. The reason for this is because biblically there's prophesied a great apostasy coming. There is a great turning away or called the great rebellion. And it will probably be filled with people who would confidently say today, I'll never turn away. I'll never ever lose my faith. I'll never do it. And the problem could be is that they're not rooted, built up, and strengthened in their faith. There's coming times, and they're here, of increasing pressure and increasing deception. And again, I'm not trying to be scary about this. I'm just telling you this. We need more than life coach Jesus to get us through what's coming. You need more than motivational speech Jesus that makes you feel happy and has a neat little saying for you. You won't make it if that's your Jesus. You need more than miracle doing Jesus. You need Jesus performed more miracles than any human being had ever done on planet earth. Thousands watched him do hundreds and hundreds of healings. At the end, when it all came down, who was there with him? Do you remember? Nobody. Zilch, even his leadership team. I'm telling you, watching miracle after miracle after miracle will not root you in a faith that will not deny. So, what do we do? Well, what you do is what Paul focuses in on here. It's always important for these to happen, that we are rooted in him, but there are two unique reasons why. I just said them. Number one, pressures are increasing on earth at an accelerated rate. And we're watching this all the time. An antichrist spirit 
of heresy and deception is increasing. I said this on, a, on, a, on another place, and I want to make sure everybody knows this. The devil's strategies and the Antichrist strategies are not clad with a red suit and horns and evil, dark. He's not trying to propagate satanic worship on the planet. That's not what the Antichrist spirit's going to do. The Antichrist spirit is going to take the things of the kingdom and put them in a different narrative, repackage them without Christ. The devil is pro-peace, pro-love, pro-justice, pro-mission, pro-feeding the world, as long as you'll deny Christ. Is everybody with me? He's the anti-Christ, not the anti-ministry, not the anti-love, the anti- he's the anti-Christ. Is everybody with me? In the last days, they will be crying, peace, peace, peace. There's a whole formulated model of peace, mission, I mean, the justice movement in this young millennial generation, I mean, they have got it like nobody's got it before. But the apostasy that's happening as they're doing justice without Jesus, it's shocking. It really is. Many are talking about it. They'll go so for the cause, then they find out Jesus is in the way, and then they throw him out. And it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. There's a thousand diabolical good reasons to turn away from Jesus because he's so controversial. Listen, the epicenter of your faith is loyalty to the man, Christ Jesus. It's not the things of the kingdom, it's the king. Everybody with me? The things of the king. Everybody wants Jesus to multiply bread more and by force make him king. Read John 6. They gather when you do miracles. They gather when you multiply bread. But when the, when the king starts saying, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood, how's that turn out for him? When he epicenters, when he centralizes on, I know you like what I do, what about me? Then the controversy starts. Because we have trouble with his lordship, his kingship, his personhood in his worthiness. I don't know if you've seen this, but you are going to see it more and more, and I hope, as people give you a lens to see it. The devil lies about many things through many strategies, but beloved, you must know that the primary target of all of his deception is the accurate head and heart revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what every war in your life is about. It really is. And so I got to watch it. I'm a prayer guy. I'm a prayer guy. I'm a missions guy. And I got to watch it because I can end up preaching prayer and preaching missions and preaching great exploits. I love it. And I think they're from the kingdom, by the way. I think we proclaim these things, but we must never do that at the cost of forsaking preaching Christ. Him, him, him. He's got to be the center of what we do and of all we do. And he was trying to make that point in his ministry and having trouble even with his closest leadership team. So Paul reminds them in verse 6, remember that the Christ was preached to you in the beginning by Epaphras. Stay in that. When he said, as you're coming to know him as Lord, so continue in him. Remember the big Jesus that was preached to you at the beginning? You got to stay in that. You got to stay in his centrality that he's God and he's ruling, created the universe. The, Je- the Holy Spirit is not okay with you forsaking the glory of the deity and the humanity of Jesus and still just doing his stuff. I'll be kind to the poor. I don't really want to talk about Jesus. That's not okay. 
Does everybody understand what I'm saying? It's not okay. So he says, stay in this. And then seven, he'll, decide, he'll talk about the dimensions of it. I'm doing something here. Be rooted or go deep, deep, deep in Jesus. Go high, high, high. Be built up in Jesus. Or really the summation of this is be strengthened in the faith. Loyalty to Jesus is really what the controversy is about. And so I want to be, man, I know, and I may take some heat on this from even this room. That's okay. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean an attitude. But if you are driven for missions out of sympathy for the suffering primarily, I think you may be missing the main point of missions. Did anybody understand what I said? I, want my, I hope the young people will hear this, wrestle with it, be mad at me, do whatever you want to do. But if your main motivation for missions is sympathy for the suffering, then you might just might have a mercy gift that has run amok and would be disloyal to the Son of God. Listen, the Son of God more than you cares for the poor. But you've got to keep loyalty to Jesus first because Satan will, as an angel of light, hijack all kinds of mercy things as long as you get away from Jesus. So you got to be rooted. What does that mean? Rooted deep. You got to, the roots got to go deep down in him. And so don't mess with going deep. I'm like, what are you talking about? You got to get deep for the storms that are about to blow. Time with him, doctrine about him, the glory. You ought to be required to memorize Colossians 1, 15 through 19. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn from among the dead. What does that mean? These are like Holy Spirit blazing realities about the glory of the Son of God. This will help you endure martyrdom with joy. Loyalty to a person, not a cause. We're not here for the cause of the kingdom primarily. We're here for the king. And then out from the king, we go forward with a kingdom. Does that make sense? I'm pro the mission, pro the poor. I'm pro. But when it gets out of order, it gets funky. And it was getting out of order then in those days. You got to go high, high, be built up in Christ. Be revelation, as high as you can. Well, I, I keep saying that to pastors. I want as high a Christological view of Jesus as we can get. That's where the unity is. When it burns out the dross of all of our periphery differences in our tribes, and it's going to take, when you get a burning deep and high revelation of Christ, um, that will help. I believe that the Holy Spirit's favorite subject is the person of Jesus Christ. He loves to reveal him. Jesus prophesied, he'll take from what's mine, make it known to you, and bring glory to me. And so the Holy Spirit's wanting to teach you about the depths of Christ, the atonement, all that's yours in him. All that you get to be in him and having him. And no one's in here even begin to scratch the surface of the depth and the height of where we can go. And what's needed to strengthen our faith when the winds of travail and tribulation begin to blow. It's loyalty to a king that will make you endure. And so he warns them then in verse 8, and I just want to say a couple moments about this, philosophies, empty deceit, and elemental spirits. Just a moment to roll that out. Why would you say that to believers? Well, he says this. He's saying this. There's philosophies that are being packaged that are reasonings from, from humanity and Satan that make sense out of your life. 
You need to watch out for them. How to have your best life. How to have, they're going to make sense to you. You're going to go, oh my gosh, that's so good. It's so good. That makes me feel good inside. And it'll be a philosophy for man. And its whole mission is not about you feeling good. It's to get you to deny Jesus. In Jesus is the only place that we truly can have peace. But there's a thousand philosophies coming down the pike of how you can have peace apart from the Son of God. How you can have salvation apart from the Son of God. We got to watch it. Empty deceit. Just clear out lies that are being manifest. Antichrist things about justice and life. And so he says you got to watch for empty deceit. These smart sounding things. Just outright lies that are coming through media. They're going to try to get you. And then the elemental spirits of the world. You remember what those are? That's a religious spirit. It'll be said in another place, which is don't taste, don't touch, don't. It's the religion. I won't taste it. I won't touch it. I won't do whatever. And then I'll be good. He said they have no power, those things, in restraining sensual indulgence. Every religious effort will fail and fall into league with the flesh. The only thing that sets us free is loyalty to and faith in the Christ, the Son of the living God. So, beloved, we must set a trajectory towards rooting ourselves deep by the Spirit in the glorious resurrected Jesus. You've got to set your trajectory on being built up sky high in your revelation of Jesus. You'll, I think it'll take eternity for you to understand Yahweh. I think we'll be learning for eternity. <laughs> I love what one guy said. Those four creatures are around the throne. Holy, holy. How do they stay that? I remember one guy saying, he felt like the Spirit told him. They're there day and night saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And no one is making them stay. It's so stunning looking at the throne in Yahweh. They are energized to never sleep, to say holy, holy forever, and never want to go away. Because the glory of who he is. Men and women, human beings, are not living normal godly lives unless transfixed on the glory of God himself then from there, we begin to manifest what he made us to do. I'm a doer, but there's not a chicken and egg argument over this. <laughs> it's first, loyalty and revelation of Jesus. It's second, what I manifest in response to that. So it's got to be Isaiah 6-7. I saw the Lord high and lifted up. Oh my, I'm unclean, I'm undone. Then there's the, here I am, send me. The here I am, send me comes after the full view of the glory of God if it's going to be in divine order. So let us take these two and our faith and hopefully make a robust and strong, unmovable faith. Let me just, again, say this. And Man, I, I just hate fear-based stuff. I don't want to do fear-based stuff. But I am, I am, I am genuinely concerned about how flippant faith is not going to endure when the pressures increase. We can't even love each other with mask differences and vaccines. It's not good. <laughs> and so we got to go deep. I can't love Bob Pankratz fully until I go deep in Jesus. Then I love him at new levels, really. I can't love my neighbors. I really love them in a measure. I'm sharing gospel. I'm so concerned about it. 
But I go deeper in that love when I go deeper in Jesus, okay? And, and I make him the central issue, not my neighbor's. My neighbor's salvation is not the central issue. It's the glory of my king. Ah, is everybody okay? People, not, people's salvation is a means to an end. What? The end is the glory of God. That's what sin is. Sin is falling short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. That's what sin is, missing the mark. Every human being was made for the glory of God. I need them saved. We need them saved because he is due the glory. And if you think that's egocentric about God, then you just don't understand Yahweh. The setup is like this. This is actually the thing that makes us most fulfilled is to give him glory. Try genuinely worshiping with all of your heart and walk away and go, you know, that didn't fulfill me. Everybody's fulfilled when they begin to touch and point and declare their loyalty. And so we are dedicated to making sure people get, I want to say this again, and just to end with some sarcasm. Life coach Jesus will not get you through the hard times. <laughs> He's not your life coach. He's not your motivational speaker. He's not your counselor that hopes you'll have a good day and get through the rough times. He's more. He's your Lord. He's the king. He's, he's what your heart was made to consume and eat. He's the only real food. The only real savoring, worshiping, glorying thing. This is who Jesus is. He's not your buddy. He's not just your friend. He's not just you hang out and I'll show up and keep, you know, pump me up when I'm down. All these things that are, he's not just your magic doer of a thing when you need a miracle to get through a tough time. <laughs> he's, he's God, very God. He's the very core of why we exist. And so read the book of John because Jesus through John's revelation is dealing with the flat out adultery of heart and idolatry of heart that was even happening in people's hearts about the ministry of Jesus. They loved a miracle worker and they loved a bread multiplier. But he was like, I'm here for those things to get you to love me. They're an invitation for you to love me. I believe he wants to multiply bread, do miracles. I think he wants to give you encouragement for your life. But they're all to woo you in to the core issue, which is for you to be rooted in him and built up in him. Does that make sense? So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, raise up a zealous people of loyalty to the King Jesus. God, I'm praying wherever we've objectified you and are trying to, or maybe unknowingly, manipulating you, to have a life we really just want, I just pray for your loving liberty to set us free. Set us free from a manipulative faith. Mm. I pray, start with, you have been doing this to me, more. I want free from my manipulating of you just so I have an easier and better and well-known life. God, forgive us. Using the principles of the kingdom to build up our personal advancement. Lord, I pray you'd have a people that are all in.
life or death, up or down, stage or silence. It doesn't matter. We just pray, God, for a people that love you. Could we have a revival of loyalty to King Jesus in our generation? And I pray that anywhere you've been packaged for us to... Start with me. Set us free. I raise raise up a purity of a movement that goes so deep. I do pray that love and loyalty, faith to Jesus would be the center and core mark of our lives. Anything else, God, cut it off and set us free, Jesus.